you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked, 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 Welcome back to the Lot Done Cowboys podcast presented by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing? Are you all charged up from uh, this next nice Thanksgiving break? Yes, uh, you know it's you got to get that holiday uh, uh, gasoline poured in to to get ready for the the final stretch, the the last stretch of the year. And man, it's been quite a year, no matter what front you're looking at it. Uh, but even for a team like the Cowboys, who uh, you know it, it's not looking good for their playoff chances. This last little run, this last month and a week or so of, of, of football that we have left in the regular season, uh, it's, it's important. Even, even if they're not going to be uh, venturing beyond the regular season, it's important mm-hmm. for many different people to uh, earn jobs, lose jobs, see what the future is. Uh, and I think a lot of us uh, non-football types are also dealing with the kind of end-of-the-year blues. So uh, I'm interested to see how my year finishes personally. But, uh, but I'm also uh, as interested as everyone else who's listening to this, uh, interested in see how the Cowboys finish their year uh, in spite of the, the kind of downturn and in, 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 in good fortune that, that seems to have happened the last week or so. Yeah, so we've got a lot of things to talk about. Now, the Cowboys did not play on Sunday, obviously, after playing on Thursday against the Washington football team. But that doesn't mean there's a lot of there wasn't a lot of uh, things we need to talk about. Let's let's start with the NFC East, Landon. And your New York football giants New are York. leading well. <laughs> My New they're leading football. division at four and seven. Uh, Washington football team at four and seven. We've got the Eagles playing tonight against the Seattle Seahawks, three six and one, and the Cowboys sitting at three and eight. I, I, I looked at those standings this morning, Landon, and you know what the first thing that came to mind and to me was the Cowboys still aren't out of this thing at all in the NFC East. I mean, it sounds absolutely crazy, but when you consider their schedule coming up and how bad the rest of the division is, and you look at like the Giants schedule, you know, now coming up without, you know, they're going to probably be without Daniel Jones for a couple of weeks. They play at Seattle, home against the Cardinals, against the Browns, at the Ravens. Uh, <laughs> sounds weird, but the Cowboys really aren't out of this at all in the NFC East. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the classic godfather, right? They they keep pulling me back in, and, uh, yeah, and yeah. that's that's essentially what's happening. Uh, I try to get out, you know, and show Washington beating Dallas. And they keep pulling me back in. Uh, 
I, you know, I. It's despite the Cowboys' ineptitude, despite uh, uh, you know a, a miserable season uh, in which the Cowboys can't find consistency almost mm-hmm. anywhere. You're right. I mean, they're only technically one game back from the the, the leader of the division, um, and you know the 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 teams that are at the top, besides being terrible teams themselves, uh, don't have don't have an easy schedule ahead of them. And and you know one of them is, but uh, actually, really both of them are are without kind of their starting quarterbacks. However, you want to look at that, um, and and it's, it's not like they have a ton of talent around them as well. So. It, yeah, totally. In, in, in the realm of mm. anything that can happen, will happen in, in 2020, uh, none of these – no one is out of the NFC East title at this point. No. I, I actually – at this point, I wouldn't even be surprised if the NFL let uh, a team from another division <laughs> win the, uh, the NFC East just to kind of make it more interesting. But, yeah, I mean – if you want I, I to go that route, the, really Cowboys, the Cowboys can find – I guess it is possible for the Cowboys to find a sure. way to to actually win this division still. Uh, again, go look at all these other teams in the NFC yeah. East and look at their schedules. I mean, let's let's pull Washington, for exa- example, right? Uh, they've got a tiebreaker over Dallas right now, but they play Pittsburgh next week. Uh, they play Seattle. Uh, they still play the 49ers. They play the Panthers. They're probably They probably have the easiest schedule coming up. I do want to mention this for the Cowboys, Landon. Here are the Cowboys quarterbacks they are likely to face in the next four games. And I want you to tell me who is the worst quarterback of this group. Uh, Potentially Robert Griffin III with the Baltimore Ravens. Brandon Allen, Nick Mullins, and Carson Wentz. Oh, man. I mean, I know the answer, right? I mean, Carson Wentz is the the worst one of that group, right? (laughs) Uh, Uh, We gotta get gotta get our shots off, however however we can, can, while we can. I mean, but seriously, that's 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 like a terrible quarterback stretch you're going against. Yeah, I mean, I think really, if you want, I mean, look, there's five games left. The Cowboys are only one game back. The the problem, I mean, if we're gonna hash this out, the problem I think is that the Cowboys are currently one in three in the division, right? And, yeah, and, that's really And I what think it that is. you know, I think that if they had a little bit of a better divisional record, that maybe you could say that they even had, uh, you know, quite a bit more hope than they do now, because there's a very high chance that that the NFC East is going to end up in a tie at the top, and it's going to come down to tiebreakers. And right now the Cowboys are at the very bottom of those tiebreakers. So, Which is probably a good thing for yes, us. Yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, in, in that sense, it, it really, you know, even though they are only one game back, it, these teams are only one game of separating each other, the Cowboys are have a pretty significant disadvantage in the tiebreaker, the second level and the third yeah, level tiebreaker. Yeah. So the, the odds of them actually winning the, the division are not great without, without the other teams losing significantly, right? Which, again... It's not yeah. outside the realm of possibility. So th- there's certainly a, a, a chance, a, a, an opportunity for the Cowboys to play those three teams that you mentioned uh, and, and and win all three of those games. I mean, I guess that, that is certainly not outside the realm of possibility. And then if they did, obviously that would help improve their division record uh, a little bit and at least even out the tiebreakers between you and the Eagles. Um, but I, I still think, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take – so if you're hoping for a, a, a division title, it's going to take a lot of help from the Giants and Washington and, and frankly, Philly uh, to, yeah, to lose yeah. at least several of these games each in order for the Cowboys to kind of be back into striking distance. Yeah, I agree. It's it's probably not going to happen for the Cowboys. But again, 
considering how banged up Baltimore is and Cincinnati, it would not surprise me at all if the Cowboys win the next two games. They're sitting at five and eight, and all of a sudden, hey, if you win two of your last, you know, two of your last three games or whatever, you're in the playoffs. So, uh, more importantly, what I wanted to talk about is where the Cowboys are at in the draft order because that's go. really what there we, we care about, right? Yeah. It was actually a very good week for the Cowboys. Now. They did not move up in the in the draft order at all. Uh, they remained at that number four spot. What they did do, though, is the, the odds of them getting a top five pick went through the roof this week because we saw teams like the Falcons win, uh, the Texans win. Uh, their pick is owned by the Dolphins. Washington won. A lot of these teams that were in that same kind of range as the Cowboys ended up uh, winning. Uh, so the Cowboys have quite a bit of wiggle room right now. Even if they were to lose, uh, or excuse me, even if they were to, to win against Baltimore this upcoming week, their spot in the draft order wouldn't change at all. They would stay at that number four pick. So and if you care about the draft picks and the tanking and that kind of stuff, it was a very good week for the Cowboys. Any thoughts on that before we move on? No, I mean, I think that, you know, that's, that, I mean, that's the real kind of <laughs> standings watch that the, that the Cowboys are doing right now, right? Is, 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 watch, is looking to see the teams that are, have worse records than they do uh, if they're winning games. And, and, and again, like, well, like the things you mentioned, locking in the Cowboys a little bit stronger for a top five pick is, is really what you want to go. I, I mean, I, I guess where I really, what I really would l- hate to be in a situation is if the Cowboys somehow were continuing this tanking process and then were to fall out of the top five. I mean, your trade scenarios obviously are not nearly as yeah. nice. And really the thing that, you know, kind of going back to this the thing that you're really hoping for here is the opportunity to have a trade back situation for a team that's looking for a quarterback. If you're outside the top five, I, I don't think that that's something that is going to yeah. materialize for you. And worse than that, uh, I, I think in that top eight to ten area. I mean, look, we're very early in this process, but that top to eight to t- eight to ten to thirteen area, it may be really bad situation value value wise for the Cowboys to be drafting in because uh, you, you're going to miss out on, on some of the top players. You're not going to get a lot of the the trade opportunities that you would up top, uh, and you may end up having to over. You know, overreach for a position of need there, which uh, could be problematic. So, if if you're the Cowboys, you're hoping more for a top five pick than you are for a division title. I would assume. Correct. We're going to get back to all that in just a second um, because I think that's it's going to tie into some of our takeaways from Week Twelve. Um, but I wanted to tell you guys about Echelon. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fear, uh, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, rowing machines, and their all-new Echelon Stride smart treadmill. No matter what your fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, all available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash NFL. That's echelonfit.com slash NFL. 
Um, I'll, just wanted to remind you guys that we're going to be doing an all 22 breakdown on Tuesday. Make sure you guys tune into that. We'll talk about you know all the offensive linemen, uh, including Connor McGovern, Brandon Knight. We'll talk about Andy Dalton and uh, the, how the defense performs. So make sure you guys tune in for that on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, we will be doing your questions. So make sure that you guys get those into, uh, into us. Uh, you can tweet them at us at Cowboys or to me at Marcus underscore Mosier. All right, Lena, let's talk about some of our uh, notes from Week 12. And I really want to start with uh, the quarterbacks because outside of Patrick Mahomes, and I know this was kind of a weird week, but, man, the the quarterback play in the NFL is just not very good right now. Some teams don't even have quarterback (laughs) play like we saw in Denver (laughs) right now. I think this is important because it ties into why it's so important for the Cowboys to tank this year or not tank or get a top five pick or however you want to say it because there's, I would say, conservatively eight to nine teams that are going to be looking for new franchise quarterbacks this year, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say so. It's funny because it feels like previously and, and, and you know, a lot of – I would say this probably happens a lot. It feels like it was just, what, last year, two years ago maybe? That we were saying that for the first time in a while, it felt like the most teams, uh, had it, it, it was the most teams that felt comfortable with their quarterback situation. But it changes fast. It really, it really did. Does. I mean, suddenly, you know, it's like a, a Mitchell Trubisky falls off a cliff as far as you know expectations, right? Maybe, maybe all some mm-hmm. of us knew that he wasn't great, but I, I think you know it's not really necessarily even about it's it's about what the team feels about their quarterbacks right and i think that that's that's you know uh, that's what we were referring to like a a little bit over a year ago was that it felt like teams were more more comfortable with their quarterback position than uh you know universally across the league than they had been at any point in the last you know five or six years and and suddenly that turned really quickly some of these guys that uh these teams had confidence with and trubisky is the guy that i keep coming up with but you know i think uh anybody i mean jacks just take jacksonville i've got a list can i can i go through through the the list list of the teams i think that, that could be in the market for a new quarterback i think I think the Jets and the Jaguars are almost locks in the top. And real quick, quick, those were two teams that, like last year, probably were in a comfort position with their quarterbacks, right? Or at least they were still trying to figure out what they had in those quarterbacks. Absolutely. Uh, Let's let's go right down through the list. So I've got Carolina. They're probably going to go one more year with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, There's Philadelphia. We can get into that mess Mm -hmm. at a different time. Uh, The Washington football team, they're going to need a new one. Uh, we'll see about Detroit and Atlanta. They've both got some aging guys there that they might want to upgrade. Uh, Denver, Minnesota, Chicago, New England, San Francisco, the Giants. We'll see about Tampa Bay. Maybe they want to move off Tom Brady. I'm, Indianapolis. I, mean, I think Cleveland is another one. I, I don't know how much of Cleveland you watch. Yeah, but. I mean, he's it's, it's not been a Baker Mayfield-driven show by any stretch of the imagination. You know, and I think that that's – I mean, look at that list. Like, uh, like how many of those guys – were on would would be on our list a year and a half ago, probably about right. a third of them, right? Like, I mean, the Browns you wouldn't have said two years ago were looking for the quarterback. For sure. The Colts, uh, maybe the Colts were looking uh, a year. New ago. England, San New Francisco. England wasn't. Yeah. San Francisco wasn't. You know, I mean, these are this is that's how quickly things kind of can change with the the more I guess 
the more exposure you get with some of these younger quarterbacks in your system, you start to see, okay, is this really a thing or is it not? You know, Minnesota, I think, is another great example where, you know, a guy that they felt pretty good about two years ago, they may have had an inklings. They may have known that 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 there may be some trouble down the down the road. But I think, you know, that that situation changed quick. Matthew Stafford is another great example. So, um, you know, I, I think that Stafford and Ryan seem to be the guys that would be the the potential veteran solution for uh, a team that thinks that they may be close right like that uh, like yeah. that is looking yeah, yeah. that looking just to re- reload their situation like if for say for saying the cowboys were uh, to move on from Dak and I'm not at all endorsing this I would say that a, a cowboys type team right that has talent around them that maybe just looking for a different quarterback that would be uh, the kind of team to use and this is a terrible thing to say on a Cowboys podcast now I know I'm going to get so many emails about this but it's just as an example of a team that like you know has a lot of things in place that maybe just needs a quarterback uh, if they don't have one and uh, that that would be the kind of situation that those guys would go to and everybody else is going to be looking to draft right everyone else is going to be looking to see what they can get in the top five or ten of the draft so uh, but you know, lucky, lucky for us, in 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 the face of all this, the Cowboys seemingly have their quarterback and a guy mm. that they they want to build around for the future. Yeah, I want to get to Dak in just one second, but I do think I highlighted three teams that I think are going to be really aggressive this off season and trying to upgrade their quarterbacks because they believe they can win now. Chicago, we watched them last night against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. If they had a competent quarterback, who knows how far that team could go. San Francisco's a, another one. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo's the answer there. Certainly Nick Mullins isn't. I think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are going to be aggressive going up in this draft or in free agency or via trade, upgrading that position. <laughs> yeah, Matt Ryan. Well, we'll see. And then the Washington football team, right? They're probably going to be drafting in the top 10 or 12. Alex Smith certainly isn't the long-term answer. No. Uh, they don't. Ron Rivera doesn't have any ties to Dwayne Haskins, so they're another one. Those are the three teams that I really feel like are going to be aggressive in this draft, trading up. So that's why owning a top three, four, five pick is going to be so valuable. Um, let's talk about Dak really quickly because I think that actually this is happening every week that I watch the NFL without Dak Prescott. I feel better and better about the Cowboys long term when I watch these games because. There's really just not that many quarterbacks that are better than Dak, and we know this is a quarterback league, and if you can get great quarterback play, you're going to win a lot of games. So I, in a weird way, despite how bad the Cowboys looked on Thanksgiving, I actually have a lot of, uh, of long-term hope for this team. Uh, how do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I do too, and that's, uh, you know, again, it's, it's kind of why I don't get super ex- upset about what's happening currently is, you know, I feel like this team uh, – isn't really d- the Cowboys without Dak, you know, w- without their starting quarterback. And, uh, and, and my feelings about this team are tied to the long-term, uh, uh, especially this season, right. Are tied to the long-term uh, potential outcomes yeah. that the Cowboys could have. And I think if you've got a starting quarterback that you feel good about, uh, and I think you have an offense in general overall, that really doesn't need a ton of work that just kind of needs to get healthy. Uh, then I, I I think you have enough to be a contender and be in, in the in the match next se- next year and 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 be you know a name that gets talked about at the top of the list of teams starting out the season uh, and then what happens from there obviously is you know a combination of luck and and, and preparation and all that but I do think that 
as far as assembling a roster that can compete for a Super Bowl, uh, this this team is not nearly as far as uh, as their record indicates. You know, I, I think that they yeah, they yeah. have the 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 offense in place almost you know piece for piece uh, to compete next year. Uh, I think where you start to you know, needing to see improvements, needing to see additions on the defensive side of ball. I think it's all doable. I think it's all, you know, uh, attainable to kind of go out and get those pieces at least to make that defense uh, you know, serviceable for, for for an offense that's super powered. But I, I think that, you know, as, as long as you have, you know, what we've what we've seen this week in the last few weeks is that if you have a if you have a starting quarterback, if you've got a quality quarterback, you're, you're eight tenths of the way there. And I, I sure. think that that's 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 what gives the Cowboys. That's what should give Cowboys fans uh, hope in that that you know, look, Dak Prescott's still our quarterback. I know he's not signed long term. I know that it that that there is obviously uh, a lot of concerns about wh- when and how much that deal is going to get done. I I still just have faith that the Cowboys are going to sign this. That there's that both sides want a deal here and that it'll get done. And that gives me a lot of comfort for this team long-term because I think that, you know, like I said, with Dak Prescott, with the weapons available to him, um, I I think these are all very uh, uh, good bases to build off, good uh, good launching off point for next season. Uh, You've got a whole bunch of people all in the medical, (laughs) in the medical wing of your, of your, of your building right now. But it, there's a lot of talent in that medical wing right now. Absolutely. And when they get healthy and come back next year uh, and they get a full offseason with this coaching staff or with any coaching staff, I, I just I, I, I have a hard time being too uh, uh, pessimistic about the chances for this team next year. I, I, think, I think that they need to reload some things on defense, but this is not a complete rebuild at this point. There's still plenty of talent on this team under roster, uh, and, and, and still plenty of, of, of optimism for the season beyond this, if not for this season. It's just because the quarterback position matters that much, yeah. and when you have a guy that is as good and as talented as Dak Prescott, you're going to be you're going to be in it every year, and it's just really unfortunate what happened earlier in this season because I do believe even with as many flaws as this roster has and as many injuries as they've got going on right now the Cowboys would have found a way to be a playoff team and I think they would have won the NFC East pretty easily even if they just had Prescott and everybody else was gone so uh, pretty unfortunate Uh, just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Built Bar Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors, and it's a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. And right now, you get a free cooler with an order of a new box only while supplies last. Again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. All right, Lynn, and the last thing I wanted to talk about today is the final five games of the season for the Cowboys. Um, we mentioned some of the opponents. Some of them are not very good. Some of them have entire teams in the COVID protocol right now. But what are you looking forward to over these last five games? Is there a certain player or a positional group that you're excited to watch? And uh, I, I know these games aren't going to mean a lot in terms of the winning part of it. Uh, but what can we look forward to? Yeah, I mean, I think the key thing is to, is watching individual performances, you know, and and seeing 
uh, you know, what what you have in the player, what you potentially could have in in the long term with this player. You know, a lot of it is going to be about watching younger players. You know, watching uh, guys like Connor McGovern, Donovan Wilson. Um, you know, guys who are starting to get the snaps that they need to kind of at least give you an idea of what kind of player they're going to be. Again, more Neville Gallimore. He he kind of had some really nice weeks, had some down week, had a down week, I think, again last week. Uh, I I think that you you, you continue to watch these kind of younger first, second-year players, uh, new acquisitions, guys like that, and just to see what you have in them now and, and, and whether or not that should inform your uh your draft uh, picks your 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 the scouting list that you're going to come up with for for positions that you're going to look at in the off season um you know and i think that you you get an idea of the uh the need at, at each position group going into the season i you know i think that if like i'll take safety for example i think safety you know in the early part of the season you look at it and say man we they desperately need a safety more than anything else uh Mm. and and i think that when you start seeing wilson come in and start to to do okay and then start to do well and then start to make plays and then start to make more plays uh and and i don't and i'm not saying that i'm not drafting a a safety high now but i think that your uh your view of the position might have changed a little bit based on what you've seen from uh, a guy like donovan wilson the last few weeks right so and again i think that it, sure. uh, along those lines uh with defensive tackle too guys like neville gallum where you know that you have tristan hill waiting in the wings you know is is this have you seen enough out of neville gallimore and tristan hill to feel good about okay maybe i can just re-add a veteran here and we'll be maybe i can get a nice veteran at, at defensive tackle in the offseason and maybe we're okay here instead of having to feel like this is a main priority for a top draft pick you know i i think the key thing really is to find out exactly how dire the spot the weak spots are on your on your team right and and, and how yeah and exactly it's 100 how to yep. prioritize you know i mean again you don't want to draft for need but i think you can prioritize what you're scouting based on how desperate that position group is going to be uh and i think that you know if you're going to look generally at at the at those positions in order to evaluate what the potential shopping list is going to be for next offseason, I think right now you have to start at cornerback. You have to look at defensive tackle. I think you still look at safety. I, I think, you know, and this is not going to be a great thing to say. I think that you still got to look at offensive tackle. I don't. I don't know. You know what's going to happen in the future with with these guys. I, I think that the fact that you lost both of them pretty early on for the entire season uh, definitely gives you pause. And if I'm Jerry Jones and, and and I'm looking at what happened to this team without their starting offensive tackles and and even with what we thought was decent depth and 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 frankly they the the guys that stepped up and played tackle at different times played amazingly. I think you, it gives you serious pause about trying to go into another season dealing with a tackle situation that is has a ton of uncertainty, even with uh, an elite player or, or two, uh, you know, holding those positions currently. You, you, if, if, if it's going to be such a deal, you know, a deal breaker on your on your team, on, on the ability of, of your team to move the football, you may have to start looking at that position as a very serious uh, target for for a draft pick next year. Yeah, so those are all great things, and I think you nailed it, every single one. You're looking at the young guys to see, 
are they good enough that I don't have to invest a ton of free agent dollars or draft picks into a position? I'm going to take it a, a little bit of a different direction, though. There's a couple of veterans that I, I need to see because of contract things that are coming up. Mm. The first is Jalen Smith. Um, here, here's a perfect example. On the fifth day of the of the new league year, the Cowboys got to decide whether they want him on the team or if they don't. If he's on the roster after the fifth day of the of the 2021 season, um, his salary actually becomes guaranteed for not only 2021 but also 2022. So the Cowboys got to find out pretty quickly: is Jalen a long-term answer, and are we okay paying him, you know, 12, 13 million dollars a season, or are we better off just admitting our mistake and moving on? I think the next five games will at least help us get an idea of what they may be planning to do. We did see on Thanksgiving the Cowboys rotate him in more, uh, rotate him out of the lineup more than we've ever seen before. Another example is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, now, Elliott's isn't quite the same, but if he's on the roster on the fifth day of the new league year this year, his salary for the 2022 season becomes uh, or becomes guaranteed if they if they pick up the option. They have to decide uh, pretty early on in free agency whether they want to pick up his future year option or not. I, I I don't know. I want to see how he's playing over the final five weeks of the season. Is he is he creating any bigger runs? Is he able to to grind out more yardage? I, I don't know. I think I just think that's something interesting that we need to pay attention to. And maybe if Tony Pollard plays better, maybe that makes that decision easier as well. Um, any any final things to, to say, Landon, before we head out? No, I mean really, it's just a, uh, an evaluation game, and like you said, and trying to see, you know, exactly what we still have by the end of the season and, and what, how was that going to translate into, uh, you know, into 2021 and how, how, yeah. how much of this is even something that we want to continue on or, or do we need to take some of these positions, like you mentioned, linebacker or running back into, into new directions with new players. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.